We had so much listener interest in a Justin Bieber Ramsey Hunt Syndrome episode that we decided to release this episode early. Our next regular episode will come out July 1st. Enjoy! Today we'll be discussing pop superstar Justin Bieber, and we'll be discussing his recent diagnosis of Ramsey Hunt Syndrome. This is Doctor vs. Comedian. Dr. Asif Doja, and this is the Doctor of Laughs. Not a real doctor. Or a real pop star. Or a real pop star. Ali Hassan. Every episode, I pick a topic for Ali from comedy and entertainment, and I question him about it. Then Ali picks a topic from medicine and health and grills me on that topic. Pop superstar Justin Bieber was recently diagnosed with Ramsey Hunt Syndrome. Today, we'll chat about Justin Bieber, and then we'll discuss what exactly is Ramsey Hunt Syndrome. So, Ali, we're going to talk about Justin Bieber and his recent medical diagnosis, but, you know, we usually do an entertainment section and then a medical section. So I thought, let's take this opportunity to talk about Justin Bieber. It's a moment I've been waiting for for quite some time. Yes, that's right. You're a fanboy. So we usually do something on this podcast when we're talking about a famous person. We're trying to get away from going through just their whole life chronologically. And I think what we often do is we do our own research and then you and I kind of like challenge each other on bits of trivia that we found interesting, things we didn't know, things we remembered about the people after kind of doing some research. So why don't we do that instead of going through yeah. things? And I'm going to warn you right away, Asif, that your research will pale in comparison to my research. Oh. Why? Because you have not taken the drive to Stratford, Ontario to go to the Justin Bieber Museum for your daughter's wow. birthday. Wow. Yes, that's right. Been in the house, the home. Not real home, but, you know, the shrine. I have prayed at the Temple of Bieber. So you've been there, and is it, like, Justin Bieber authorized, or is it just, like, people who thought they'd create a... Well, I know that it's very authorized because none of the darker, let's say, the blemishes on the Bieber reputation, none of those show up. It's totally just devoted to celebrating him. and. If you even sort of are on the fence about Justin Bieber, you come out of that museum, and it's not huge, of course, but it's, it is a celebration of this, this young man, but you realize how unbelievably, I shouldn't say you realize, you remember how unbelievably talented this mm -hmm. guy was as a kid. Like the drum solos that he's playing, that they're filming, it's like, oh my God, you understand why there was almost like a bidding war you get the feeling of uh, this is a once in a lifetime or once in a generation phenom, like these hockey kids, like the kid, this is the one, the one, the one. You really do get that feeling and you see it. You see the videos of him playing and, and, and at a very, very young age, an unbelievable understanding of music and musical composition. So I did get that. I didn't, you know, it wasn't my choice. This is what my daughter wanted <laughs> for her 16th birthday. Let's go for a picnic in Stratford. We'll go to the Beaver Museum. And the whole family went, and it was all right. It was okay. A gift shop? How's the gift shop there? Gift shop was all right. We we came out of it without having spent anything. I oh, was wow. uh, I was accused of making you know tasteless jokes. Of course, I was like, I just sat on the same toilet that <laughs> Justin Bieber and my you know my daughter was like, just it's a public washroom in the museum. Dad, just stop that. You don't know that. Well, you don't know he didn't use that washroom. I don't know he didn't. Is what I should have said to yeah, my daughter exactly. exactly. 
So yeah, you know, he became famous. He got a bunch of these YouTube videos. Uh, his mother kind of posted them online, right? Yeah. And then he just kind of took off. And I guess it was this guy, Scooter Braun, that kind of discovered him. Scooter Braun, this kind of agent, manager, producer. He was actually an event planner back in the day and, you know, in charge of a lot of pop sensations over the years. I think people know him most recently because he was in a big knockdown drag out fight with Taylor Swift about her recordings and who exactly. owned them because his company bought her recordings and there were all these issues and that's why she re-recorded her album. So, you know, for her fans, he's been vilified in the late press. Absolutely. That's not a great name lately. Yeah, well, Scooter's a pretty bad name, unless you're, you know, the whatever, the Aaron boy on the Muppets. Otherwise, it's not that good of a name, but he's filthy rich, I guess. So, you know, who am I to talk? You're still allowed to talk, even though Scooter Braun's filthy rich, Asif. I'm not sure his wealth should silence you. But yeah, definitely a bit of a persona non grata, if I can show off my Latin with you. Mm -hmm. But he, there's something interesting about him, which... I learned, and of course, this was not in the museum information, but something I didn't know about Justin's mom was initially reluctant to sign or connect Justin with Scooter Braun because of Scooter Braun's, what was it? I don't know. Slimy reputation. Religion. Oh my God. I.e. Judaism. Oh my God. So she has said publicly, she remembered praying, God, I gave him to you. You could send me a Christian man, a Christian label. And God, you don't want this Jewish kid, Braun, to be Justin's man, do you? But some church elders convinced her to let Bieber go with Braun. Oh my God. That's an unfortunate way to start a relationship and an unfortunate thing to uh, have to learn about somebody. But we're talking about all things Bieber mm -hmm. in this section. So there you go. Take that for whatever it's worth. So eventually he did sign with Scooter Braun and Usher, I guess, was his other kind of mentor. Yeah. Uh, did you know that Justin Timberlake was also interested, but then Justin wasn't sure about having two Justins under the same label? Like, it's just ridiculousness. So Tim, uh, Timberlake, so Bieber exploded into, into <laughs> I just got them, I just Oh my got them God. Confused. Oh no. Oh my God. They were right. I'm so they dumb. were right. So Justin Bieber exploded into popularity, huge hit singles. And as often happens with these young stars, whether they be TV, movie, pop stars, YouTube stars, now starting to get in trouble with the law you know, kind of very unusual behavior, let's say, to be charitable to him. You know, just did some crazy stuff. So in 2014, for example, did you know this? He was arrested on a DUI charge. More than 270,000 people petitioned the White House and wanted to have him deported from the United States. I definitely did not know that. <laughs> There's a minimum amount of, of signatures needed that require an official response from the White House. Yeah. And this met that criteria. I think oh it maybe is 250,000. But Obama's administration declined to comment on the petition and, and nothing ever came of it. The but kid stays. Yeah, they should have. They should have commented on it. So, yeah, definitely was getting into a lot of trouble, you know, once he was getting to this peak. And then actually right before that, he was on SNL and he was the host and musical guest. I don't know if you remember this episode and like uh, Kate McKinnon does an impression of Bieber and stuff like that. But nobody liked him, apparently. Uh, Bill Hader was quoted as saying he didn't enjoy Bieber. He didn't enjoy the entourage. And that in Hader's eight years at that time of being on SNL, Bieber was the only host who lived up to his reputation. 
In other words, awful reputation, and that's exactly who he was when he arrived? Correct. I find that interesting. I find like Bill Hader, somebody who I've really enjoyed, you know, pretty much everything he does, really enjoy listening to interviews with him. He doesn't seem like the type who would publicly say something like Mm -hmm. that. You know, just listening to him with uh, David Spade and Dana Carvey on one interview, listening to on Conan, he did an interview. I've, I've got a lot of Bill Hader that I've been listening to. He doesn't seem like that guy to expose people, or I've never heard that before in the last five hours of interviews I've listened to with him. So uh, that's really a searing comment on Justin mm-hmm. Bieber. Mm-hmm. I think there is this culture of like in music. I remember my friend telling me this, this something similar for the, I think it was the Much Music, the MMVAs, right? The Much Music Video Awards was a big deal here in Toronto. Yeah. And those of you who listen to this podcast outside of Canada, uh, Much Music was the MTV equivalent MTV, in Canada. There you go. So like the MTV Awards, basically. And Paris Hilton showed up and she had a massive entourage around her. And I remember my buddy who's a musician saying, this is the smoke and mirrors of entertainment and celebrity world and music in particular. You show up with an entourage. You are not deserving of maybe more than one or two security detail people. But the entourage symbolizes something about you, gets people talking, oh, she's arrived with her entourage. And so I'm sure Saturday Night Live, you know, have had huge stars, huge talents come through, and it's just them solo. So to have Justin and his entourage around Saturday Night Live, I'm sure that's quite unpleasant. Anyway, Justin Bieber, I will say, very, very... You know, you mentioned Usher before, and I always wonder about this. Did Usher... I don't know. I guess what I'm really talking about is greed versus care of somebody, right? You, I think of Sidney Crosby. When he signed with the Pittsburgh Penguins, he was the kid. He was the next one. He was the next Gretzky. They made sure he was living with, I think Mario Lemieux was both general manager and coach at the time. Anyway, general manager, part owner, at least. They, he lived in Mario Lemieux's house. Why? Because they're like, well, there's all kinds of temptations out there, gambling, drugs, women, who knows what he could like sort of, you know, be distracted by. We have to keep him focused. They had him living with Mario Lemieux. Some people are like, oh, that's repressive. I was like, so smart, so smart. I was. I sometimes feel like Usher had some responsibility of sort of taking care of this incredibly young kid who's also very, very wealthy at a young age. So a lot of these problems that Justin has, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I I feel like there should have been, and I'm not mentioning this because I'm saying entourage. What about an entourage of people who are actually like looking out for his kid's best interests and keeping him like healthy and sane? And I think there's a lot of enablers. We we talked maybe a bit about this before. I talked about this rapper, Juice World, who I really liked. Right. And then I watched this documentary. In fact, I wanted to talk about him for the podcast because, you know, he had a lot of addictions and he died of an overdose. And I don't know if I ever told you about this. The documentary made me feel so sad. It actually made me like Juice World even more because he is high for, you know, three quarters of the documentary. And listen, that's fine. You know, he died of that. That's one thing. But the fact that everyone is around him, his girlfriend, his friends, his enablers, his co-musicians, and not doing a thing about it, nothing about it. And it was crazy to me. And it was so sad. And Because these are like home videos that they turn into a documentary. And I thought, you know what? Like, I don't know. I'm just like, what is the responsibility of these people? You know, they're obviously benefiting from it because they have a famous friend, co-worker, employer, right? 
They're traveling on private jets. They're, you know, getting their crystal and all this stuff. And I don't know. I, I think there is a responsibility. And abandoning their pet monkey in Germany, vomiting on stage, the being videotaped as they pee in a bucket and yell F Bill Clinton, wearing a gas mask in public for some reason. These are the various things that Justin has done over the years. That was actually during one particularly dark period. I think I've actually seen friends go through periods like this where they're like sort of the cute little buddy and then they're like, no, I don't want to be the cute little friend anymore. I want to be... You know, a human being recognized for things other than like, oh, you're so sweet. Anyway, so I watch people go through this on a very tiny, minuscule level. It's weird that you're comparing your friends to Justin Bieber, but... I said minuscule yeah. level. Minuscule yeah. level. So Justin Bieber also wanted to do something similar. No more teen heartthrob. He wanted to rid the clean-cut image. And then these, I don't know, I guess abandoning your pet monkey was a way of... Uh, you know, adding controversy and craziness to your life. I don't know. He was too much. Weren't you telling me about this? What did he do at Anne Frank's house? You were telling me about that. So you go through these phases of like, you know, maybe this, <laughs> this kid is okay. He was abandoned by like people who were close to him who should have been watching out for him. You you go through those kind of emotions around a star like this. Like I, I think the fact that he's Canadian sometimes plays a role. You want you want to cheer for this guy. His music speaks like volumes, like, God, this is really great music. But in 2013, oh God, he was at Anne Frank's house, the Anne Frank house, I should say. He writes in the, the guest book upon his departure, truly inspiring to be able to come here. Great. Anne was a great girl. Fine. Mm -hmm. Hopefully she would have been a believer. I mean... Did you even look around the house? Did you get a feel for what was happening with Anne Frank? Why would you even? So anyway, the, obviously the, the comments were this man is a complete narcissist at best mm -hmm. and insensitive moron at worst. And so you know, I remember that and just being like, oh, oh, he's actually not that smart. He's actually not that smart. This is a moment where he could have like, done something like this isn't even him trying to create controversy i don't believe because it's so idiotic and so insensitive yeah no no i think that was genuine for better for worse yeah and it actually goes back to in my mind it goes back to a little bit of like his mother saying i was like god why did you send me a jew you could have sent me a christian i think the family at some level has a history of saying the inside words out loud you know, if the mother even felt that, not ideal, but you could have kept that to yourself. But when you don't even know enough to know that you should keep that to yourself, that says something about you. And I felt the same way about this comment in the Anne Frank House guest book. Yeah. And you can say, oh, as you said, you know, he had to grow up so fast in the spotlight. And so he didn't know right or wrong. And as we talked about, I don't really think that that's an excuse. You also have millions of dollars. So, you know, maybe you have to be able to put up with being in the spotlight and maybe learn how to handle yourself. And you know what, to be fair, though, I think he eventually did. He has done some good things. And I think he's that has he did that some terrible stuff actually throughout his career. And I think he's really mellowed over time. But if we go back a bit, you know, when we had the huge typhoon uh, in 2013, he traveled to the Philippines and raised $3 million to help. Oh, with relief. that's the good thing you were talking about. I thought you were going to say he did a really good thing, which is release a remix of Despacito. 
with Puerto Rican singers, Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee. Okay, yes, $3 million is is actually quite good. I didn't know about that. Yeah, he got a star on the Philippines Walk of Fame. But sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off with Despacito, but that's a good song. That's a great song. I have nothing against that song. And also, Spanish speakers are worldwide. It is a huge, huge market. And even right now, the biggest stars in the world are... Latino artists and some people have never even heard of them. But yeah. They are the biggest, biggest. Bad Bunny is is huge. And- exactly who I'm talking about, yeah. right? And so in 2017, you know, for Justin to be on a, a remix with Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee, that's huge. That's very intelligent, and that's like that keeps you or brings you back in the spotlight. Plus, the song is great, and it did. It reached number one in the U.S. and joined Macarena. Oh yeah, a Spanish song to reach number one on the Billboard. Oh yes, I'm sure you oh, love that Macarena. That song I hate with a passion, and if anybody ever plays it for me, they're off my list. They are no longer a friend. So my last bit of trivia for Justin, you know, he ended up marrying Haley Baldwin. So she's now Haley Bieber, and I think he's kind of mellowed after this. I think he's a bit more of a reasonable person from what I've read about him in the media. And he has a house in L.A., but then he purchased a $5 million waterfront estate on Puslinch Lake, which is near Cambridge, Ontario. Actually, which is also close to Stratford. It's probably like, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes away from Stratford. Pretty close uh, to where he grew up in 2018. And my connection with Pusslidge is I drive through there all the time because my sister-in-law lives in a certain part of Ontario. And then my in-laws, my mother-in-law and father-in-law live in Guelph, Ontario. And to get from one place to another, you have to drive through Pusslidge. And I've actually been to like the Pusslidge Community Center. I have uh, went to a stag and doe there many years ago. What the? Yeah. So listen, man, I drive through there all the time. I don't know exactly where his house is. I'm sure it's gated in many ways, but nice area, beautiful area. And I think that's kind of cool that he decided to, you know, buy a place kind of close to where he grew up. We will be sharing photos of Asif Doja scaling the fence on the property of Justin Bieber's mansion and estate when those pictures become available. So just want to let our friends know that. He probably mellowed out Asif because he ate a couple of Tim Biebs, right? Mm -hmm. And those Tim Biebs will chill you out. Actually, that's not true. I, I hear that they're incredibly sweet. Yeah, so he also did this collaboration with Tim Hortons. I haven't tried those Tim Biebs yet. I, I, I always want to when I go in there. I just haven't gotten them yet. And apparently the collaboration with Justin Bieber was credited with increasing Tim Hortons sales by 10.3% in the fourth quarter of 2021. That's massive. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, whatever they paid him was yeah probably exactly very smart. So that. you see these kind of things, these smarter business ventures. And then he had this this new album that came out recently, and he's going on tour again. He hasn't toured in quite a while, I think, because of a lot of these issues that were going on with him. So I, I think he's kind of you know on the rise again. Not that he ever fell, but you know, you're a believer. Again, there you go. Do you saying. like his music, by the way? I actually do. I actually do. I didn't, you know, when I did dislike uh, Justin was when he was a young fella mm-hmm. talking about, you know, love and broken hearts and all this. And I was like, how old is this guy? What are you talking about? You know, listening to like, sorry. And uh, some of his earlier stuff, I just, I couldn't reconcile his age, his voice, his persona with the lyrics of like, you know, I'm like, are you singing on behalf of some 30 year old who got abandoned by the mother of their children at a bus stop? Well, who are you? Well, this doesn't make any sense. So I remember that that was the struggle. So I think as he grew and he's, he aged, 
I grew into his music. I don't know who who grew into what. I'm not sure which growth, which direction the growth went in. But the fact is, over the last, I'm going to say six or seven years, Justin has put out some banging music and some great tracks and undeniably good music. If you're into this type of pop and also some, you know, the EDM vibe and the electronic vibe, I really like some of it. Mm-hmm. No question about that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, I didn't really like this stuff early on, but I did like Beauty and a Beat. I like that uh, song. I like that video. I like Nicki Minaj in it. And then I kind of didn't really like his other stuff. But I, yeah, I'd say the past, you know, four or five years of, of music he has, I like Sorry. I think it's a good song. It's overplayed, but I like it. I like Love Yourself. That's a great song. Ed Sheeran uh, was involved with that. And he's a new song, Lonely, which I saw him perform on SNL. It's basically like talking about like, when you're a star and surrounded by all these people, like how deeply lonely you feel. And I'm like, that's a very well-written song. So yeah, I think he is a good pop star and I think he's come around. So uh, yeah, I mean, at least he has my approval. I know he's been waiting for that for a while. So thank God huh? he can move on. He can move on. Or can he? Yes, Ali, we, you left us on a cliffhanger before the interlude music. <laughs> that was very exciting because what is the problem with Justin Bieber right now? Well, okay, so listen, let me tell you how much I sacrificed for this podcast, Asif. He canceled some Toronto dates, well aware of that. There's some issue with him not feeling well, right? This is what he said. He wasn't even 100% sure what it was that he was feeling, but he definitely canceled dates. And so a lot of Toronto fans like... I think they went to the venue based on what I saw on Instagram. I know people who went to the show and then were like, please don't ask me how the show was. Justin had to cancel. So we're talking about some last minute canceling. And because of Justin's past, you wonder, is it, you know, related to, I don't know what, drugs, alcohol, this this kind of like, you know, behavioral stuff. You have to wonder, you're, you're inclined to wonder. It turns out it is because of something much more serious, I believe, called Ramsey-Hunt syndrome. And I, Asif, don't know what that is. Why? Because I wanted to be everyday Joe asking you the questions. And my wife was even yesterday, she's like, you have to see the video of his face. Look at this. And I'm like, no, I will not. I will remain ignorant because that's what Asif and the people demand of me. So I'm coming here with a lot of questions. I don't know what Ramsey Hunt syndrome is, and I would like to know what it is. I would like to know how it affects his future. Is it temporary? Is it forever? Does it get worse? What does it look like? Lots of questions. First, let's start off. What is Ramsey Hunt syndrome? First of all, it has something to do with Ramsey's from Nacho Libre, the villain. And you know, that's one of my favorite people. That's one of my favorite references. So I'm a little bit disappointed in that. Ramsey's, I would recommend everybody go out and watch. At least you're not singing the song Jack Black sings about Ramsey's at the party right now. Ramsey's does not smile at the party. Anyway, listen, it's like a cult classic. It's not for everybody. Some people might watch it and be like, this is what you enjoy, Ali Hassan. But I really do. It's a family movie. It's the best. We introduced it to the dojas. Yeah. They signed off on it, right? Yeah, I think my kids thought it was weird, but that's okay. Yeah, good weird. Okay, Ramsey Hunt syndrome. So it's it's a bit confusing. So we got to take a step back because just to make things confusing, there are three Ramsey Hunt syndromes in neurology and in medicine. 
They're all named. So Ramsey Hunt, you think, oh, there's a guy named Ramsey and a guy named Hunt, and they describe these together. Nope. One guy, James Ramsey Hunt. Uh, neurologist. And they're three significantly different things? Completely different. They have nothing Unbelievable. To do with each other. You know what? I have a bone to pick with medicine about this because you guys did this with herpes as well, right? You did this with herpes. There's a herpes zoster that has nothing to do with the other herpes. Dude, and that's like, dude, what? I, I know. Did we're going to talk about zoster very soon. This is all are related. We? Yeah, dude, it's all related. Anyway, no, listen, it's even worse. The, these are eponyms, right? Named after a person. And so. Oh, there's no Joe herpes? Herpes is not a person? No. <laughs> anyway, so. Hey, I remain ignorant for the people. All I'm saying is, couldn't Ramsey Hunt just have been happy with one disease? Oh, no, I'm going to name three after myself. I don't even know if he named them after himself. So, Justin Bieber has Ramsey Hunt syndrome type 2. So, let's talk about the other two. In fact, Ramsey Hunt syndrome, I had a friend whose brother's daughter, so this is like, anyway, a bit removed, messaged me like, oh my gosh, my daughter has Ramsey Hunt syndrome. And I thought it was the pediatric neurologic Ramsey Hudson. Which you would because you are a pediatric neurologist. So why else would they? Yeah. But she had the same one as Bieber. So it was not bad because the Ramsey Hunt syndrome type one is also called Ramsey Hunt cerebellar syndrome. The cerebellum is the back part of the brain controls our movement. So when you get this disorder, you can have ataxia. So imbalance, like you can't walk properly. You get a tremor of your hands. You get what's called myoclonic epilepsy. So it's a special type of epilepsy where you have jerks of your body constant all the time. So you can't, it's very hard to even function because you have these jerks of your body all the time. And then you get a progressive dementia and decline over time. And this occurs in kids. Oh my gosh. So if anybody thought Justin Bieber had that. Right. Very Like concerned. a super fan would have been just yeah. sort of like collapsing internally being like, we've lost Justin to the world. So this, to be clear, this has nothing. Nothing to do with, to do with that other than the name is the exact same oh as God. the other one. And just, you know, for my pediatric neurology colleagues who listen to this podcast, Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, it's, it's one we always read about in textbooks and we've all studied. So we all know about it, but it's extremely rare. I mean, I've never seen a case of it. And I think there's some suggestion if you read some of the more recent literature that maybe Ramsey Hunt was just combining a whole bunch of different similar diseases together. And there's a more recent publication which says, you know, maybe it's due to this different kind of genetic uh, disorder. So anyway, that's Ramsey Hunt syndrome type one, which he does not have. Then there's a type three, which I never heard of until I started doing research for this particular podcast. And it's a neurologic disease. So it's crazy that I never even heard of it before. In our hand, we have a bunch of nerves that supply our muscles and sensation in our hand. One is the median nerve, and if you get compression of that, that's what carpal tunnel syndrome is. So, you know, you get that pain in your hand, tingling in your hand. But we also have the ulnar nerve that goes into there. And if you get compression of the deep palmar branch of the ulnar nerve, so deep in your palm, that's called Ramsey-Hunt syndrome type 3. It's also called Hunt's disease or artisan's palsy because if you use certain tools all the time, it's kind of a repetitive strain injury. And in fact, there's an interesting article from years ago where it talks about cyclists because people who are really into biking and triathlons and stuff like that, you can imagine if they're holding the handlebars a certain way, it may put pressure on the palm of your hand, right, and compress the ulnar nerve in there. As far as you know, no connection between, because it's artisans, as you said, right? It's also named as artisans disease. 
Any connection with musicians? No, and it has nothing to do guitars, with yeah. his type of Ramsey Hunson. We reiterate, also nothing to do with, okay. Well, I just thought that would make it even more complicated because a guitarist, right? Yeah. Pressing your palm into the back of a guitar, you just, you know. It could. Not that I've heard of. I mean, my friends who do this kind of neuromuscular muscle and nerve disease who do this type of testing, they, maybe they've seen it, but not that I could come across. Okay. And now we get to... The Justin Bieber type. Ramsey Hunt syndrome type two, aka Justin Bieber type syndrome. Right. I don't think that's what it's going to be named, but. Yeah, maybe we should just rename it after this to make it more clear. So listen, this is a type of facial palsy. So the facial palsy that you've probably heard about the most is Bell's palsy, right? You yes, might know people who've had this so that we get paralysis of one side of your face. We don't know what causes Bell's palsy. We presume it is an infection, perhaps one from a herpes virus or a oh. reactivation of a herpes virus, which is what zoster is. And we'll talk again about zoster in a second. Because the other name for this is herpes zoster oticus. Okay? That's another name for this type of... For, for Ramsey-Hunt syndrome. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, so it is related to that. So, again, we'll just go back to Bell's palsy. Bell's palsy, you get it. You have this paralysis of your face. Most famously, again, Jean Chrétien, our old prime minister, had Bell's palsy. Oh, sure. And he didn't, he didn't have full recovery. My wrestling friends know Jim Ross, who is a very famous announcer. He's a lot of memes about him. He also had Bell's palsy. And sometimes you can get recurrent attacks of that. We don't know the virus that causes Bell's palsy. We presume it's either active infection with a herpes virus or reactivation of a herpes virus. And this could be the herpes simplex virus or the herpes... Zoster. Zoster. That's yes? Right. It could be simplex for, or zoster? For, for Bell's palsy, we don't know. I'll get into Ramsey Hunt in a second. Okay. So then, Bell's palsy, we usually treat with steroids to decrease inflammation because we assume there's an inflammation of the facial nerve. This is the nerve that from the base of our brain and travels all the way to our face to supply our facial muscles. And we presume that there's inflammation there. And we also often give antivirals, similar to what you give for herpes virus infection, if you have cold sores or things like that, similar medication. So Valtrex and Valcyclovir and things like you guys have heard of before. So basically, this Ramsey-Hunt syndrome is considered a late complication of varicella zoster virus. So varicella zoster causes chickenpox. Right. So, exactly. so this is a reactivation. So what we think happens is you get with chickenpox, the virus goes away, but some virus lays dormant, especially in our ganglion cells. So these are these collection of nerve fibers in various parts of our body. Forgetting about the face and head for a bit, Ali, but if somebody has a reactivation of herpes zoster, it ends up causing a painful rash on mm -hmm. their face, very painful, you know, or body or whatever. What do we call that? Shingles, buddy, shingles. So I know about this because this is the type of herpes I had. I'm very disappointed to find out it was called herpes. And it also very disappointed because shingles was classically associated with much older people, right? Everybody's yeah. grandfather had shingles. Yeah, My dad had 50, shingles yeah. on his back, right? And I got it at like 38, 39. God. How was that for you, by the way? Not ideal. Luckily, and I say luckily... It was on my forehead, and it looked like a large nipple on my forehead with other small nipples orbiting around it. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to find out what this is immediately. I might have ignored it if it was on my back. Pain or no pain, I might have just ignored it, and you, you shouldn't. And 
the one I had definitely should not be ignored because if it gets close to your eye, there are, you know, risks of blindness and all that. So yeah, I was well-versed in that. And the reason I was well-versed is because I happened to be in Montreal at the time and it's shingles, which is potentially contagious at different, you know, different days of it, different phases of it. And so my wife in Toronto was like, please just stay in Montreal. Don't come home. So I, you know, we all know about quarantining and isolating now because of COVID, but I was, I was introduced to that about a decade ago. I was self-isolating and quarantining in my parents' basement for, I think, over a week. And you got a lot of time to do research in over a week's period, research that has still stuck with me till this day. That's basically what it is. So it's essentially this same type of herpes zoster that you had, but affecting your ear, okay? And the reason why you get facial palsy is because you get inflammation of cranial nerve 7, which is your facial nerve, and the geniculate ganglion, which is this ganglion of cranial nerve 7. So you basically get three things. It's called a triad. It has nothing to do with the gangs. <laughs> gangs. Facial paralysis. Otalgia, which is ear pain, and vesicles near the ear and auditory canal. So Justin Bieber would have had these vesicles just like you had, as you call them nipples. That's not what they are, obviously. Just tell you what it looked like. These vesicles, fluid-filled, little kind of raised areas yeah. in his ear. Okay? Oh, boy. So those are the main symptoms, but you can also get a change in taste, dry eyes, tearing, hyperacusis. So things sound louder than they should be. Yeah. Nasal obstruction or even dysarthria, so slurring of your words, if it's affecting a oh, facial yeah. nerve around your mouth. Sometimes because there's another nerve right beside it, which is the vestibulococular nerve, so that can also be affected. That affects your hearing. If you have a problem, you can get vertigo. You could get tinnitus or tinnitus. I call it tinnitus. Lots of people call it tinnitus, but ringing in your ears. You can also get another nerve involved, the vagus nerve, which can cause hoarseness. And sometimes this can be very hard to diagnose because sometimes the vesicles appear afterwards. So only after you've had the facial paralysis for a bit, sometimes the vesicles don't ever appear. That's very hard to know whether you just have regular Bell's palsy or this Ramsey-Hunt syndrome. You didn't mention pain. Yeah. I imagine it can be very painful. Otalgia is ear pain. I wasn't present that day that they covered otalgia in medical hey, Everybody school. listening to this podcast knows I said otalgia and ear pain. You weren't present today when we were talking no, about it. You didn't say ear pain. I was listening to the pain. Everybody I rewind. And tell, and then I want you guys to all right, message all right, us okay. and t say that I said ear pain. Okay. So <laughs> in terms, it's much less common than Bell's palsy. Bell's palsy affects 15 to 30 people per 100,000 per year. And this affects about five per 100,000 per year. So much less common. It can occur at any age. It's been reported as young as three months of age. So again, we do see it in pediatrics, which is very uncommon, but usually it occurs most in patients in their seventh and eighth decades. Again, more like a Bell's palsy. So occurring in someone as young as Justin Bieber, a bit unusual. So just in terms of seeing what he would experience as you were asking. So pain, fever, fatigue for one to three days. Then you get the facial paralysis and the rash. So again. Which he's going through right now, yeah. I think. My wife was saying he can't blink one of yeah. his eyes. Yes. Right? Okay. Yeah. So I want to talk about that. Remind me to talk about that not blinking. The I just did. Later. The facial palsy takes one to three days to reach its nadir. We talk about nadirs all the time in medicine. The lowest point. Right? Yep. Nadir and the apex. And right? then, yeah. and the faster you get to that bottom, the worse paralysis you'll have. Oh. And then the rash 
usually starts as red papules. So papules are raised little bumps, then it's vesicles, fluid filled, and then they rupture and crust over. I, that's probably what happened with you with your herpes. And, that's, and that crust over between one to seven days. Interestingly, you also need to talk to people about their emotional status because depression accompanies this facial palsy in a lot of people. And I've seen that one. I've seen some patients with Alice palsy, especially the ones who don't improve rapidly. You know, it has these cosmetic effects, which can be very you know, emotionally yeah, disturbing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. How would he be treating this? Yeah, so same way we treat Bell's palsy. So we would have gotten steroids to decrease the inflammation, corticosteroids, as we talked about in previous episodes, not anabolic steroids. You just need to put on muscle mass. We'll talk about decrease inflammation. And antivirals, most likely, again, like a acyclovir, valcyclovir, something like that. And that's really the best we can do at this stage in what we call the acute stage, the early stage, to try and improve his function later on. Okay, so you're talking about his improve his function, but do you recover from this fully? Is that typically what happens? What is the prognosis is what I really should be asking. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it has a worse prognosis than Bell's palsy. In Bell's palsy, over 90% of people recover completely. So that's a pretty good prognosis. Sometimes it takes a while. Most people for Bell's palsy recover within the first month or so, but some people can take several months or a year to recover. So Bell's palsy, I always say, you know, you need to watch over time. For Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, only 70% regain normal or near normal facial function. Oh, no. You also have something called synkinesis, okay? Synkinesis is when you have repair of your nerve, and it repairs over time, but it kind of miswires a bit is one way to think about it. So now when you smile, your eye blinks, okay? So you can't separate these things. And because the facial nerve also supplies the glands that cause tearing, your lacrimal glands, sometimes you get gustatory lacrimation. So in other words, oh, I see a great meal in front of me. Getting hungry, oh salivating, god. but your yeah. tears start to fall out of your eyes. Oh my god, I've had that. Just I thought that was just emotions running wild because the food looked so good. You could definitely recover. Not as good as Bell's palsy. And unfortunately, only time is going to tell for Justin in terms of his length of recovery. Like I said, I'm sure they're doing everything they can now. But you need to be careful at this time, especially because of what you said about his eye. This isn't dangerous or anything. Like You're not going to die from anything. The main thing is the cosmetic appearance afterwards and that synkinesis, as we talked about. But if your eye, if you cannot blink, what we need is, you know, we blink so frequently, right? In a day, we blink constantly. Because what blinking does is it moisturizes your eye. It replenishes that protective film over your eye. That's why we blink. And it's very dangerous to leave your eye open and unable to blink because you can get scarring and damage to your eye. That can be irreversible and you can lose your vision. So you need to, anybody who cannot, that's the first question I ask if someone calls me about a patient with Bell's palsy, or in this case, Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, can they close their eye completely? If not, they need to use drops every day, like those true tears drops yeah. constantly throughout the day. When you sleep, you need to put ointment on your eye and patch it. You have to. Otherwise, you're going to get... Not damaged. during the day? No, because it's a bit hard to kind of function like that with this patch and ointment over your eyes. So during the day, we just say frequent drops and then a nighttime patching with ointment. And ointment is like the jelly-like substance, right? We sometimes confuse ointment and cream and stuff like that. Cream yeah. is like cream and ointment is like the jelly kind of stuff that you put in your eyes. So you slather that on, put it on a patch, 
and sleep like that overnight. Because again, just one night not being able to close your eye properly could cause yeah. a corneal damage. Oh man. So bad news for Justin. I feel bad for him. Hopefully he recovers soon. But again, you know, at least he doesn't have Ramsey Hunt syndrome type one. Yeah, you know, we could always say it could be worse, but I guess for fans of Bieber, I guess we're not going to see too many public appearances or even music making, right? I don't imagine, especially if he has these this discomfort in the ear, right? If you're wearing headphones, you're in a booth, if there is any of this tinnitus and that kind of stuff, how are you really working in, in an audio yeah. environment? I think the next few months, and then hopefully he'll be one of those patients who recovers fully. So again, you know, you don't wish this on anybody, so hopefully he'll have a good recovery. All right. Well, very interesting stuff, Asif. Also of interest, you know, we had said that there were some accusations of Justin being a narcissist because of that and Frank House guestbook signing and, and probably other things. There's another narcissist that I learned about today, and his name is James Ramsey Hunt. And so I didn't know about him. Clearly, I mean, dude, I thought it was Ramsey Hunt. Sir. I saw. I thought it was, you know, somebody named Ramsey and somebody named Hunt together working in a lab, and they came up together with this this thing because of all their work. No, just one guy, James Ramsey Hunt, long dead, 1937. He died, but he leaves a legacy of narcissism for sure. And I apologize to you, Asif. I'm sure he's one of your heroes given that he's a famous neurologist. Yeah, he's, he's more of a minor neurologist in the grand scheme of things. And oh, really? of course, I mean, you know what? Maybe it's good because everyone would have forgotten him if he didn't name, you know, two diseases and confuse everybody, or three actually now with the ulnar neuropathy. So hopefully you guys found this interesting. Let us know what you guys thought about this episode, about Justin Bieber, about Ramsey Hunt syndrome and all the different types Reach out to us, drvcomedian at gmail.com, drvcomedian on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. As I always say, we are everywhere. And remember that although I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. Medical issues we talk about are for your interest and information only. They're not medical advice. So Justin, not medical advice for you. Please consult your medical professionals for actual medical advice. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.